Welcome to the AFW College Podcast, a podcast that loves bringing you encouraging content to bless your walk with Jesus during your college years. My name is Jordan Ramirez. I'm the intern here uh, at the Antioch Fort Worth College Ministry, and I am joined today by a very, very special guest, a a dear brother, a a loved uh, brother, and a very great member of the church here at Antioch Fort Worth. Wow. Uh, The one and only Isaiah Kennard is in the building. Isaiah, how you doing, man? Also, introduce yourself to the listeners if they don't know you that's a shame i'm sorry for them tell them who you are man i am so happy to be here i have <laughs> this like applause running in the back of my head so <laughs> it's a large audience here yeah you sitting in the, can't believe it great can't believe yeah and the great spot that we're <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah well my name's isaiah Kennard, and i am the youth admin and the ads mm-hmm. admin here and yeah been going to the church here for three years yeah Love the Lord, grew up in church, a student at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, mm. and in Jordan's life group, he's my yeah. life group leader, so yep. anything that I say will be held against <laughs> it's me. It's on the record, um, yeah, for sure. If I go up missing, just uh, talk to him, <laughs> people let me know. Um, yes, yeah. Also, just married to an amazing woman, mm. Lauren Kennard, and she's the love of my life, Yeah, best friend that I've ever had. Yes. And just excited to be here. Lauren is also awesome. Isaiah is awesome. And uh, Isaiah is just another one of these like just gifted teachers here at Antioch, uh, Fort Worth. I don't know how we keep finding them, honestly. Seems like they just pop up I th- all I don't over know. the place. But I think it's, I don't know, it's in yeah. the water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Isaiah, a gifted teacher, a, a gifted thinker with a heart and a, and a mind just surrendered to the Lord. And so today, you know, Ben was out and I said, the first person on my list to contact is Isaiah. Let's get him on here. Let's have him share some of all the wisdom that he's that he's gotten over years of following Jesus. And so uh, he's going to bless us a little bit with that. And as you know, we've been going through this uh, this series, this series of conversations on spiritual disciplines. And um, the reason we're doing that is is just because we believe that these are those foundational uh, exercises, if you will, that teach us and train us to walk in righteousness. And while we do that, teach us to uh, love Jesus more, to depend on him more, to yeah. just live lives of, of thankfulness, just teaching us how to walk in faithfulness to God. And so we've done a few of those already, and for this week, what we're going to be talking about is the spiritual discipline of fasting. Wow. Fasting, honest to God, something I didn't even know people did until I came to uh, college in Fort Worth and found Antioch, Fort Worth. And then everyone's like, yeah, actually, we're going to go three days without eating. And I'm like, what are you You're like, why about? would you do something? Yeah, like why that? would you do that? Uh, are you worried about your shape? What's happening? Um, we're all very self-conscious yeah, right? <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, but, man, something that I've grown to super appreciate and find like super encouraging to my heart, to my soul, to my walk with Jesus. Um, and Isaiah, you're going to lead us through a little bit of the the biblical perspective and kind of the ways that we can start doing it. What are the benefits of fasting? This thing that seems crazy, radical and ridiculous to so many people, but, um, but that in your experience has been a blessing and an yeah. encouragement. So why don't you get us started just uh, a little bit, give us a little vision about why we're talking about fasting, what it is. Awesome. I want to spend the first little bit of this talking about what fasting was in the days that scripture was written. Cool. And then how like Yahweh followers of the day took that concept and use it as a discipline for the purpose of seeking God, lamenting Mm -hmm. in wisdom. So fasting has been around for like centuries, 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 Mm -hmm. a long time. People 
just went without eating for a very, 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 very long time. <laughs> it's different than starvation because that's like involuntary. Right. Uh, Correct. Fasting is voluntary. Mm -hmm. We say no to food uh, on our own volition. And it was a universal religious act to seek the counsel of God or the gods that mm. they were serving. Hmm. Um, it also was a way to show your piety or social status mm. when you fasted. So yeah. and when you're in the culture and you're fasting, it's normally because either you're trying to find something super spiritual or you're trying to find the deeper things in life. Mm. A lot of those Greek philosophers, Plato, Socrates, yeah. they fasted a lot huh. to like think about the deep things of man and wow. the anthropology and the way things worked out. That's super interesting. They would sit and ponder, and a lot of times they wouldn't eat. And hmm. they felt like that eating a lot and feasting was a way of getting in the getting in the way of their mind. Huh. Um, yeah. Super interesting. Yeah, super interesting. Um, but but with that, I mean, that's something I really hadn't really thought about, but it's not even just a, a Jewish or a Christian practice, but just universally something that people um, found could kind of disconnect them from their, their bodily, fleshly worries, right? That Bible obviously talks a lot about the flesh kind of being the enemy of the spirit. So forsaking that and really getting in touch with either our spirit or the Holy Spirit, right. God's heart, all right. that kind of stuff. Yeah, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it was a way of getting things out of the way. And so then Yahweh followers are, and then Christians in the New Testament, mm -hmm. they took that and— they used it as worship. Mm. So wow. it was not a uniquely Christian practice. Hmm. It was something that the culture did, but they just took it in a way to worship God. Wow. So, yeah, that's super interesting because then you look at the Bible and you really see it, uh, this idea of fasting really all along Scripture, Old Testament to New Testament. So why don't you, why don't you Isaiah, kind of walk us through kind of where we can see this, these different instances of fasting and how they're different from each other. But walk us through that from the Old Testament and then, to Jesus, post-Jesus in the New Testament. Yeah, yeah. So before I start into that, just the book I'm kind of referencing is Christian Fasting, hmm. Biblical and Evangelical Perspectives by S.H. Matthews. Okay. If you need any more, just like, hey, I need more of this. Mm -hmm. I need to know what fasting is all about. <laughs> um, you could read that book. Huh. And man, uh, sorry, I, before I start, like, have you seen that meme where the guy is like reading a book about fasting and he's eating a cheeseburger at the same time? <laughs> It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Um, uh, he's doing it right. He's doing it right. That's my kind of fasting, yeah. <laughs> he's, he, he's, he's thinking, he's getting prepared. He's thinking, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> serious, going back. Um, let's talk about the Old Testament. So, the biggest things about fasting in the Old Testament is that it was mainly situational mm. fasting, as opposed to traditional fasting, which we'll get to in the New Testament. Cool. So, the Old Testament, you had the corporate fast, where things went wrong in the nation, mm -hmm. and they fasted to seek God, to say, hey, what's going on? Yeah, like, yeah. we need you to move on our behalf and huh. things like that. And, you know, Isaiah 58, 3 through 10 is a good example of what God doesn't want. God doesn't just want fasting, just the fast, right. but he wanted their hearts to be different. Mm. He wanted—so from the very beginning, from the, from the Old Testament, God had never just cared about it as just being, like, just— an act, yeah. but it was more of a, a heart issue. Mm. And like he asked them in Isaiah 58 to release the prisoner, to release the person in captives, to be nice to your neighbors, to mm. help people out while you're fasting. Don't just weep and, and yeah, ask yeah. for help, but like actually extend your hand and help other people. Wow. Um, hmm. And then Ezra eight, I don't know who spent their quiet time in Ezra, but um, 
we're talking about it. Uh, talking yeah, about yeah. fasting. Uh, Ezra eight twenty one. I'm gonna read that actual passage. It says, "I called for a fast there by the Ahava Canal, so that we might humble ourselves before our God and seek from Him a safe journey for us, our children, and all of our property." Hmm. So it was like an accessory to his prayer. Ah. So it was like a way of him, like how we kneel and how we raise our hands for worship. Mm. Like he used not eating as like a way of like, this is my outward expression of showing you that I really need ah. your help. Interesting. Like I really needed you to come through for me it was through fasting. Right. And then fasting could be used as a mark of lament. Mm. Uh, David and second Samuel. This, this story is literally insane. So, <laughs> Uh, if you don't know the history between David and Saul and Jonathan, you need to get on that. Yeah. It's one of the biggest dramatic things in the Old Testament. Yes. If you don't enjoy so reading cool. the Old Testament, read First Samuel. Yeah, it will yeah, make you like the Old Testament. It's to, Game of Thrones. It's but with, very uh, with much God. a Game I of love Thrones. It. It's so good. Series. It's so yeah. good. Uh-huh. But at the beginning of Second Samuel, the the messengers come to David and they tell him, "Hey, uh, Saul and Jonathan are dead. Mm-hmm. Like the people that have been trying to like kill you." Uh, and your best friend are dead, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he rips his clothes and he laments and he doesn't eat. And mm-hmm. he, it's like a it's a big deal of like he fasted to show that he was like upset and he was mm-hmm. really sad. And yeah. there was grief happening in his heart. Yeah. And there was nothing that he really could do about it. And mm-hmm. so fasting was sometimes used as lament. So you'll yeah. read in scripture that people fasted and weeped. But that's because of like showing in their in their body, yeah, how much they felt and how, what their grief was like. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We don't do that a lot. Like right. a lot of times, we just kind of just we like do the opposite. Yeah, we usually eat a lot more. Yeah, when we're exactly. Sad, right. Yeah. Exactly. Like that's like the rom com totally thing. Girl Tub gets broken cream. up with. Yeah. Ben and Jerry's ice cream. <laughs> ben and Jerry's has been living on breakups. Yeah. You know, their company only exists. If we fast when we're sad, Ben and Jerry's oh, out of business. Out of business. <laughs> sure. they, would, <laughs> they would hate it. Oh yeah. my gosh. Uh-huh. Um and then fasting as a way to seek the Lord's help. That's in Judges twenty twenty six. Mm-hmm. That kind of goes with the accessory of prayer. Um and then this is also interesting. Fasting as repentance. So yeah. the Ninevites in Jonah three. Yeah. This kind of goes with what we were talking about before that it was like it wasn't just a Christian practice. Yeah, yeah. The Ninevites just stopped eating yeah. and weeped and asked for repentance. Yes. They, they didn't, knew they had to turn. And then they turned. Right. They didn't they didn't like ask Jonah, hey Jonah, what should we do? Yeah. No, they they knew that that was a way of outward expression of repentance, yeah. of feeling sorry, mm-hmm. of wanting God to come and move into their lives. Wow. Um and then the last thing from the Old Testament I wanted to mention was uh the book of Esther. Uh, if you don't know anything about the book of Esther, it's a great book. Esther, she asked the Jews in the story to fast on her behalf, mm. to pray and to lament the Jews on how they were treated. Mm. And this caused like the king and the kingdoms that were there to look at the Jews and kind of like wonder, like, what's going on? Mm. So it was used as like a marker of social status of what is wrong with these people? Why are they not eating? Why are they not doing these things that we normally do? And it helped her plead her case. Huh. It helped her like stand before the king and be like, okay, yeah, there must be something wrong. Yeah. My queen isn't eating. What's the deal? What's going on? Interesting. Um, hmm. And so fasting has always been kind of just like tied to 
lament, grief, mm-hmm. asking God to move. There yeah. was just these mm-hmm. very like kind of sporadic, not sporadic, but more like situational things that always accompanied fasting. Yeah. Yeah. I even think of like in Joel, there's this big national disaster. These locusts are like attacking their land and eating all their crop. And again, what they do is like, we need to fast. Like right. we need to, whether that's like repentance for God, God relieve of us of this judgment, or if that's, um, an accessory to prayer, God save us or right. whatever that is. But you just see like there, there's these, Oh no moments. Mm-hmm. Oh no, we need God. We now realize that we really need God. So we're going to fast. Right. So we see all those very situational uh, moments where people feel that need to fast. What about in the New Testament, right? Things change. Jesus comes. Is fasting still around? Uh, and how is it? How has it changed now that things are different? Yeah. So what I've been able to discern from the New Testament is that New Testament fasting is saying no to something which has historically been food mm-hmm. for a period of time for the purpose of spiritual discipline and prayer to God. Yeah. So this is where fasting becomes more of a cultural thing. Yes. Uh, this is where it becomes like the Jews fasted twice a week. That's historic. Mm-hmm. That's something that they always did yeah. was that they took time out during their week to say, this is our normal thing. The way that we have Sunday mornings, right? That they had fasting. Like they Sounds had- like less fun to me. But <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, yeah. But it was a cultural thing. It was something that they really uh, looked at as, like a marker of who they were as mm. part of their identity of the people who pray, the people who fast, people who went to the temple, yeah. things like that. Mm. Uh, but there were like three particular ones that I wanted to pull up out of the New Testament that were, I think, really interesting to this conversation about yeah. fasting. So Anna in preparation of the Messiah in Luke 2. Mm. Uh, Jordan, this story is literally insane. <laughs> like, like this is an insane story. Yeah. And we totally miss it sometimes when we just don't read scripture slowly. So mm-hmm. Luke two thirty six, and I'm going to read through verse 39 or so. So mm-hmm. there was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old, having been married to her husband for seven years until his death. Mm. She had lived as a widow since then for 84 years. She never left the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came up to them and began to give thanks to God and to speak about the child to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. Man. So 84 years, 84 years sitting (laughs) in the temple, uh, not eating, praying, things like that. That's a long time. It's a really, really long time. Yeah. And, you know, it says at the beginning that she was a prophetess. But I mean, the way that I see that is not that. She was just a prophetess, like how we think about things. Like yeah. she didn't go to prophecy school right. and then get her like bachelor's in prophecy, and then yeah. she just had the label of being a prophetess. Yeah, it wasn't her business card. It wasn't on her yeah. business card right. to, to have prophetess on there. Uh-huh. I mean, she was a widow. You know, yeah. she was somebody that that lost her husband, lost a lot of probably her stake in society, mm-hmm. and she went to the temple, and that's where she lived, and that's where she stayed, and that's where she prayed. But she had to be completely one who was anticipating the Messiah to come right? because she never left. And, and that's one thing about fasting that is, is cool is that it helps you stay tuned to the voice of God Mm. because I can just see her, see Mary and Joseph walking in with their baby. Yeah. And like, she just like kind of points and like, yo, that's, 
that's the Messiah. Yeah. Yo, she said literally, yo, I think that's it's the in Messiah. There. Yeah, she did. It's in the Bible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. She said that's the Messiah. And she was right. Yeah. Yeah, and she's the only one, right? She, I mean, this she is, was like, "There's yeah. all these priests in there too, and they're not—they're not dropping everything they're doing to go look at this baby." You know, they don't—they don't have that—that uh, that relationship with the—with God's eyes to right. see that that's God's son. But she does, right? Because she spent all this time just seeking the Lord through uh, through prayer and worship, but also through fasting. Yeah, super interesting. Super interesting. Mm-hmm. Then we go to the life of Jesus in Mark one, mm-hmm. where he is getting—he just got baptized. And the Holy Spirit sends him out to the mm-hmm. wilderness. Yeah. And so he goes and he doesn't eat for 40 days and 40 nights. That's another form of fasting. Like, yes. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. He didn't eat. Dang. And <laughs> that, the way I've looked at that is like a con, like consecration slash preparation of ministry. Hmm. Like sometimes when we fast, right. we are doing that in a sense of, hey, thinking, hey, we're about to step into something new. Yeah. We're about to step into something that God is calling me to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe what I need to do is get all these other distractions out of my life and with my body, like put myself in a humble position to hear, mm. hear God and to fill yeah. those needs up. And mm-hmm. fasting was seen as a rite of passage for Jewish teachers. It wasn't something mm. he did out of the normal. A lot of Jewish teachers. A lot of the Jewish rabbis, they fasted before they stepped into that. Wow. So hmm. Jesus was kind of just following into what that culture was and what they were doing. And then uh, the church in Antioch, you know. Right? Shout out. Shout out to Antioch. Yeah. <laughs> and in Acts 13, uh-huh. before they send out Paul and Barnabas, they prayed and they fast. Yeah. So there was always, so there's fasting that's also about wisdom. Mm. So you have Anna, who is staying tuned to the voice of God, mm-hmm. like for those situational things and knowing yeah. exactly. And she did it for worship and devotion, things like that. Mm-hmm. And you had Jesus, who's preparation of ministry and consecration. And then you have the people, the elders in the church of Antioch, they figured out who to choose yeah. based on fasting and prayer and things wow. like that. Yeah. What's so cool is when you, you see us flip the page into this New Testament and you, again, you see, uh, through the life of these these Jewish teachers who make it you know a part of their life to fast, you see it in Anna who uh, it was like the majority of her life was fasting. Mm-hmm. Is you see that it's no longer uh, a situation where the the moment calls for it, but you see it as um, as a lifestyle, right? right. It's a uh, it's that discipline, and you wonder like you know if we're talking about spiritual disciplines as exercises right. where we where we grow. Uh, we get something right when we exercise. We actually we gain muscle strength. Mm-hmm. So just like in spiritual disciplines, what are we gaining? Where we see in here, we we see people gaining um, God's eyes, God's heart, uh, like Jesus. Preparation. He's he's actually getting stronger. He's getting ready for this work that he's about to accomplish uh, by fasting and consecrating himself to God. Uh, the early early church, like you don't think of normally when you appoint someone to do a job, you don't think of it as like this big thing where mm-hmm. we you need God's uh, help, right? You right. think, oh, this guy's qualified. I'll go send him. But they realize that when there's a big decision like that, it's their way right. to passionately seek God, uh, to passionately ask him to equip us and teach us and all these things. Uh, no longer just, uh, oh, shoot, we're in trouble. <laughs> right. But it's like, uh, we want to stay in this mode mm-hmm. always, that we're that focused on God, that we're so uh, hungry for what he has versus, you know, our cheeseburgers and whatnot. Yeah, Jesus, we see him fast in Mark 1. 
and then uh, continues on. But he's not silent about this thing of fasting, no, right? He talks he, about it. He talks about it. Uh, a lot of times we ignore what when he talks about it, right? We kind of skim through that. But tell us a little bit kind of what what he finds uh, important to teach his disciples, uh, his followers, about fasting during his ministry. What does he say? Yeah, I'm, we're taking this from Matthew 6. There's like yeah. a, there's a, there's three things he talks about. He talks about giving, he talks about prayer, and he talks about fasting. Yeah. Um, and they're all interesting because they all kind of parallel each other. Mm. So Jesus mentioned fasting when talking about Jewish culture as not a work necessarily, but as worship. Cool. So yeah. he says... Um, that when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for mm-hmm. they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. <laughs> Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting. Yeah. But only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Hmm. And it's it's just so interesting because Jesus is like, he's like saying it's not necessarily about like this, like in the old Testament, you had a lot of corporate fasting yeah, going on. Right. But like in the new Testament, Jesus kind of brings it down to like, Hey, when you're doing this individually, Oh wow. There is some rules. Like yeah. there's some things where it's like corporately, it might be a little bit easier just because we like to, you know, mm-hmm. feel like we're doing this together and we like right. to have, everybody with us and feel like and this might be a little bit easier to do things like that yeah but like jesus is kind of asking us to do something that might be a little bit more challenging mm-hmm. of hey whenever it's just you or right you feel like it's just on you to fast make sure people don't know or make sure right. it's not like a a big thing about you right it, it makes it more about him and not about yourself yeah doesn't mean that like if you're fasting you need to go like a lot to everybody like right. hey like <laughs> right. are you fasting no not at all not at all. No, uh, I just never. had a cheeseburger last. <laughs> like, I ate so much. I ate you wouldn't so much. You it. wouldn't even believe it. <laughs> I don't think he's asking for that, but yeah. I do think he is asking like, don't walk around, you know, uh, uh. <laughs> like, Oh, you're eating. Oh, again? you're eating again, man, man, <laughs> too spiritual for that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. None of that. Yeah. I don't think Jesus, that's that. not the heart. He, he's saying don't do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, scripture has this tension of like occasional fasting and traditional fasting. Mm. Both are biblical and both are needed in the Christian's walk. And then he has this tension of communal fasting and individual fasting. Yeah. I still think both are biblical and both are needed in the yeah. Christian walk with the Lord. Yes. And yeah, both have benefits for uh for like us as a body if mm-hmm. we're all consecrating ourselves together to be a people uh after God, but also for myself if I'm if I'm taking time um, just for me to like really run hard after the Lord, mm-hmm. the personal, like the, the personal faith building that takes place, uh, is just as important right. to Jesus. And Jesus is making us aware that this is something that you can do for that as well. Just you and God, a personal fast. Well, obviously that was a long time ago. Right. And there's a lot of, you know, different ideas that kind of circulate around this and, and what it looks like and um, trying to uncover what God's like, you know, what his actual heart is for this thing. So yeah. would you help us out, Isaiah, just as we think about taking that into like, you know, the 21st century yeah. fasting, forsaking uh, something for the sake of uh, growing closer to God and receiving from him. What what does that look like for us? You know, is it as simple as just we're just not going to eat? How do we make the most of those times? How do we get started uh, with it today? Yeah. So I just want to start with like, hey, what is fasting? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, we we hear about all different types of fast nowadays. Yeah. You, I mean, the normal one, the the one that like most people have believed over the years, mm-hmm. is that you abstain from food. Like from food. you just don't eat. Yeah. Um, and that's just water. Is that what you're saying? I mean, again, what that's that, that's why it's like yeah, we kind of really who knows because some cultures they they would drink other things other than just water just mm. as a part of their daily life. I know that um some fasts have been like no food or water, right. you know? So mm-hmm. I think that what we know for sure is that they didn't eat no food. Didn't eat no food. Mm-hmm. Um and so but then you also have situations like Daniel in the Old Testament mm-hmm. where he abstained from certain types of food. Yeah. Like he just didn't eat what the Babylons were eating. He mm-hmm. ate veg- vegetables and things like that. Yeah. Um so I think that's even completely valid yeah. where if you were somebody and you had health issues where it's like, I can't not eat, you know, yeah. I have to eat something. That's the yeah. way that you can participate in fasting, but still not eat everything. You yeah. Know? Things yeah, yeah. like that. Cool. And then they didn't have what we have, you know, they didn't have right. social media. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't have TV. They didn't have going yeah. to play hobbies every single weekend, right, things right. like that. So I do think that even fasting from those things can be, Important. Yeah. Because we have to remember, it's not just about not eating. Mm-hmm. It's about what you're doing in that time. Right. Like, That's good. It's about us replacing some, like a time that we were using something else mm-hmm. as a time of coming before the Lord and living a life of prayer and right. things like that. Right. Yeah. That's a, And that's so important. You're not building any kind of spirit. Mm-hmm. There's no spiritual development going on right. when you just decide to skip lunch and work through it. Right. Right. All that's happening is you're hungry. And you're, yeah. maybe you're getting a little thinner, and maybe that's your goal, but that's probably not what it should be. Right. Um, it takes a a replacement of of you know your meal or uh, the time you normally spent doing another activity yeah. to seek God, right, and to give that time to the Lord. I think it's also important to say what counts as fasting. You can't abstain from like sinful things. You know, that's right. just being a that's just making a good decision. You're just, <laughs> you're, just, you're, just you're just living the good life. Yeah, you should point, you yeah. should also abstain from. Abstain from sinful from things, but, things, but uh, it's yeah. not like, oh, I abstained from, from stealing this week, you know, and so I'm closer to God. For, yeah, that doesn't count as fasting. Uh, it has to be, it's it's a good thing, right? Yes. You're abstaining from a thing that's normally good, yep. you know, but maybe has taken a wrongful place in your heart yep. and, is, you know, has become a barrier between you mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, God and yep. fully seeking God. And uh, you can see God on that. Like, I think that there's a lot of freedom in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. For him to speak to us to say, hey, what is it? Because for me, like normally if I fast food, sometimes I do social media at the same time because I've done that in the past. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes I don't, you know, but most of the time, like when I'm preparing for sermons, I don't I don't get on social media. Mm. I kind of use it as like a a fast somewhat. That's something that I do enjoy, something that I can like get a lot of, you know, just stimulus from. Right. And I use that time that I would be on my phone to think about the sermon, to yeah. read scripture, things like that. Like, yeah. like to like be like, okay, there's something more important that I need to be focusing on. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to use as this, not just me just doing whatever I want. To yeah. Do. Yeah. And that's so good. And if you, I think when you, when you seek God for that, I think he's really good at revealing right. what those things are. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times I think that leads to just a, a healthier, just lifestyle going forward is because mm-hmm. you've, you've sought God and he's shown you like, Oh, this is the thing that, you could actually pull back from. You could actually spend less time doing this. A lot of times that's like, um, for me, you know, if it's like just TV, even right. some simplest TV or video games, God will say, you know, hey, actually, you've kind of been spending a lot of time playing video games, more time than you're spending with me. 
let's just take a few days at least mm -hmm. and I can show you what life would be like if you, you know, stopped doing that and really pressed into me during that time. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to say like never eat again. But maybe, may, not maybe with food. He's always going to tell you to eat food again <laughs> at some point. Uh, but uh, maybe with social media. Maybe all of a sudden you realize, actually, I don't need this thing in my life that kind of, you know, blocks me from really connecting with God. Maybe I don't need an hour of video games a day right. or anything like that. Uh, so it can really set you up for a lifetime of, of intimacy with the Lord as well. Yes. Um, so, Isaiah, why don't you just give us a little encouragement here? I know uh, a lot of people, especially if this is something new right. to people, they're wondering, like, is this actually something that's possible? <laughs> like, is this actually a, a thing that's doable? I know before I tried it, I'm like, can I go a day without eating? You know, like, can I, is that even possible? Is that even healthy? You know, a lot of people say, no, it's not even a healthy, healthy decision Ooh, to, no. you know, that you got to take care of your body, that kind of thing. You need your protein for the day. Um, you got to get those gains. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, um, so just give, share us just a little bit about your experience, maybe some fasts that you've done just yeah. to show us that like, hey, this is something that we can do. Right. Yeah. So uh, speaking of college, in my college days, mm -hmm. I'm not that much old. I'm only 25. That <laughs> may sound really old. But yeah. uh, in my when I was in college, I was going to UTA, and I had grown up in church doing youth ministry, like, because I grew up there doing worship ministry, yeah. things like that. Mm -hmm. But I didn't think that I was, like, going to do, like, ministry so soon. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought I was going to go to UTA and get a degree, and then maybe after that, go do something with the church maybe maybe not mm -hmm. um but i remember at the beginning of 2016 i felt like man i really need to go to bible college and mm. like take what i'm doing at uta and completely change that and i for some reason um i went to a church service oh let me restart that not for some reason mm. we had a guest speaker come to our church mm -hmm. and he was just mentioning that a lot of times at the beginning of the year, um, people from his church tradition would fast mm. for three weeks. And he said that you could do like a 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. fast mm. where then you'd eat after 6 p.m. Um, yeah. But he was like, what I did, this is the guest speaker talking, what I do, I do like a full-blown, I don't eat for 21 days. No food. Yeah. No food. And so 21 heard, days. 21 days. <laughs> yeah. So when I heard that, I was like, whatever like that like <laughs> whatever bro like like i don't oh, understand man. why you would do something like that that yeah. seems like super weird yeah uh, <laughs> and so i went home and i was praying about it and the lord was like that's what you're doing i was like what? wow i was like no <laughs> and he's like yeah that's what you're gonna do you're gonna you're gonna not eat for 21 days so is this your first is are you saying this your first experience fasting or had you done i think i maybe have fasted once or twice before okay. but it was like a day yeah or maybe even half a day it wasn't even like it was like something i did on accident it wasn't something <laughs> yeah. that it was like yeah i like took time out of my life to be like oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna fast for wow. whatever yeah. um but this was like a big deal because yeah. I was like the only person at this church. I was one of the only people that had like kind of did something like this. Mm. And I was working with the youth ministry at the time. And the youth minister, like about a weekend realized like Isaiah hasn't been bringing his lunch to work. Mm. 
something <laughs> is going on. And so, you know, uh, yeah. I had to tell him like, hey, you know, he like he could he wouldn't let me not tell him. He's like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. what's 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 wrong? Are you sick? <laughs> You need to go to the hospital? And I'm like, no, I'm fasting. And he was like, for how long? Like, he was like, oh, okay, that's fine. He's like, for how long? I was like, oh, you know, 21 days. And three was, weeks. Just three like, weeks. He was like, oh, okay. All right. All right. Dang. Yeah. Um, but I think that the Lord used that time to, like, get me prepared for Bible college. Wow. And, like, what I was doing. And mm. kind of like what Jesus did about going into the wilderness and, mm. like, experiencing something really hard. Yeah. But found like a new place with the Lord that I was like, man, I, I might not know exactly what's going to happen after yeah. Bible college, but I know that I'm supposed to be there mm. because of this. Like, yeah. I was like, I want to, I don't think God would have just led me through to it and gave me the, the, like the power to get all the way through it without like a example of like, okay, and now I'm going to take you through Bible college and you're going to wow. be powered by me to, to do something great. Yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that was the first one. Uh, 21 days, good. First 21 days. Uh-huh. That, you got that right? I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> went, went, uh, back, went back to the 21-day fast well. Dang. Um, and this was in 2017. So okay. uh, me and Lauren had started dating in, 20, in May of 2016. I believe that's right. She's going to get on to me if that's <laughs> not the right date. But uh, in January of 2017, <laughs> we... I was doing a 21 day fast and she was doing it as well. Like she kind of jumped in with me and just, Uh. and did it with me. And you know, it, it was such a different experience than the first one. Hmm. Like the first one was like, man, I have these like super Holy spirit, like things going on, like deep revelations with the Lord, Uh like spending hours in my room, listening to worship music, reading the Bible, things like that. The second one, it was harder. Like, it was just, like, it was, yeah. like, straight up, like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Like, yeah. what's going on? Huh. And I felt like that a lot of it was just foundation building for me and Lauren. Uh. Like, I think that he, the Lord was, like, using fasting as, like, a way of, like, just, like, okay, so this is what it looks like to be, to walking through spiritual life together with mm. somebody who's going to be your spouse. Yeah. And, like, how do you guys encourage each other? How do you guys, like, we would talk all the time. We would read scripture all the time. We had, mm. we would pray all the time. It was great to have somebody to do it with. Yeah. But it was like, at the same time, it was like, I don't know what the whole purpose was, but now looking back on it, I think that's what it was. I think it was like God showing me like, okay, this is how you do this with someone. Mm. This is how you walk. This is how you pray. This is how you talk about scripture. And we do that to this day. Like we'll stay up and we'll wow. talk about, like, she helped me get this thing ready. Uh, she would read my notes and be like, hey, you should talk about this. Hey, you should talk about that. And yeah. we have conversations about fasting. That's how things happen wow. in our apartment, which huh. is weird. <laughs> I know that doesn't sound super lame saying that out loud. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, interesting. Wow. I mean, and that's – I mean, think about that. Think about a uh, just having a relationship, I mean, for you with a, with a spouse or a future spouse, but just with anyone where uh, – imagine what that does for that relationship that you went – and express together how deeply you love the Lord right like, together that's so, such a vulnerable place to be and it's such a like that's a that reminds you of what your foundation is going to be of course uh, more than anything right and that's uh that's really what fasting does all the time is it just returns our hearts 
mm-hmm. to God, right? Remembering the, that the things that uh, distract us and have kind of drawn our attention away, we're actually going to say no to them and just focus on the Lord. That's so cool. Um, I've heard of some people doing, uh, you know, 21, like 21 days is a lot, obviously. It's a long and time. if you are feeling called to do that, man, go ahead, <laughs> go for it. I think, I think Isaiah will attest to like sometimes, like, especially if God's calling you into that usually means he's got something really yeah, cool in course. store for you. Right. Um, but also, I mean, if it's just something that you want to try out, I mean, man, you can start with something, start a day, you know, yeah. a meal even I'm just, like, just give up lunch a day right. and just say that you're going to uh, sp- do another quiet time, right? You're going to spend that time in the word. Um, I've also heard of one that uh, I heard about this probably a year ago, and I've done it for a few seasons just over the last, um, you know, year uh, is just like I would give up. Like I just knew that from Wednesday dinner to Thursday dinner every week, that was just going to be my fasting time. Mm-hmm. Like, and that that was a day where I was going to, really be focusing in on prayer where I was really going to spend extra time listening to the Lord. Yeah. Uh, and it's really resulted in like awesome, really cool times I've been doing the last three weeks and it's yeah. been uh, man, I just a powerful worship where I'm just in my room, you know, and I feel like I'm experiencing God I'm calling out to him to prepare me for, you know, the next season and stuff like that. Um, but you can see that there's all kinds of different ways that you can make it a real rhythm yeah. of your life right yeah the 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 trick is don't get like caught up in doing these like super long ones and yeah. like i mean i get that and i'm glad that i went through that but the way that i would like tell somebody to do it would be like why don't you get into a rhythm mm-hmm. of like doing it yeah and that's a great part about being about being a part of Antioch fort worth is yes. that we have that yeah already in our church calendar of have those have those rhythms yeah um but i know that there'll be situation where god's calls you to do situational ones it's a yeah. lot like the old testament new testament right um difference is like i i loved those situational ones that i went through but then there's been times where i've done fast because that's just what the church has been doing and i'm yeah. like man I'm hungry. Like that like <laughs> yeah. that was like my biggest takeaway was yeah. like I'm really hungry and yeah. <laughs> I've had to like I've had to reconcile those things where it's like man God is am I wrong? Like what am I doing wrong? Mm. Like what and, yeah. and that's when it becomes like it's about me and I remember the Holy Spirit told me once before it's like again it's like doing a spiritual discipline like yeah. you might not have a mountaintop experience every mm. time you do this that's good because that's not what it, it's not it's not what it's about right what it's about is you taking that time and connecting with me yeah and if you took that time and you connected with me then it wasn't time wasted yeah even if you feel like it was hard to get through it was still not time wasted yeah. you still did the right thing yeah and so yeah that's what would be my encouragement it's like just you gotta you gotta you gotta start somewhere right and Sometimes mm-hmm. it is jumping straight in the deep end. Yeah, like yeah. I'm doing this uh-huh. kind of like I did, but sometimes it's like, Hey, we're, we're kind of staying in the shallow, but hopefully we keep swimming to get a little bit farther. Yeah, man. That's so good. And I love that. That is so important because it some, an easy pitfall to fall into is it, it's really like you're trying to manipulate God mm-hmm. or something, right? Yeah. Like you're, you're really trying to like force him into showing up for you. Right. Or you think, you know, God, because I'm doing this, you have to honor this prayer that I'm doing. No, like that's not, 
um, that's that's not what's going to happen. Right. God can't be manipulated. Right. You know, your hunger strike is not going to convince God to give you X, Y, Z that you're Anything. trying to get. Right. Um, but it can it can be an expression, an yeah. act of worship towards yes. God to say, uh, God, I love you. I trust you. And in my heart, I know that you're the one thing I need. Yes. Um, and I'm also in this tough situation. And God, I'm asking you to get me out of it. And I'm trusting that you're the only way that I'm going to get yeah. out of this is with your help. Yeah. God, God loves you. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like your fasting doesn't make him love you more. Right. Uh, right. He loves you. Yeah. If you, <laughs> like he loves you. Like that's right. just, that's just it. He loves, he loves you. And the way that we fast shouldn't be a way of manipulating our father. It mm-hmm. should be a way of saying, we want more of you. Yeah. Like we want more of, of who you are. We know that you've given us completely all of you, but we mm-hmm. want you to be revealed even more yeah. in our lives. Yeah. And Come on, man. a lot of times that happens when we need help. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, we yeah, always need so help. Bad. So uh-huh. we're always going to feel that tension of like fasting. It will feel like we're always looking for God to help us because that's just, yeah, just our lives, man. We, right. we always going to need God to help. And he wants us to turn to him. And he wants right? us to turn to him. So, so it's not a bad thing to do. No. All right. Well, thank you, Isaiah, for coming on here, man, and Thanks, and laying out just this uh, this really important discipline, yeah. a, a different one than a lot of people are used to. And um, I think you can just hear from Isaiah and from myself that this is this is real, man. Yeah. This is an actual like this is uh, a an important exercise for us yeah. as Christians who want to uh, grow in our faith and grow closer to Jesus. So um, hey. If you enjoyed this uh, this talk on spiritual disciplines, I encourage you keep coming back. Um, next few weeks, we, we've got a few more of these that we want to be giving to you guys and equipping you guys uh, to grow in your walks with the Lord. We're going to be bringing you a new spiritual discipline next week. But until then, this has been the AFW College Podcast. We'll see you next time.